Hey guys, what's going on? Dustin Fugate here. Welcome to the very first ever episode edition, whatever you want to call it, of Three Tool Players Radio. I am Dustin Fugate, aka Bones Fugati. And if you have watched our very first ever YouTube video, which Brandon put out the other day, he mentioned that we are all about Cincinnati Reds, Cincinnati Bengals, just sports in general. Um, so today we got a little football action, so we're going to go right, get right into it. And we have to start with that Cincinnati Bengals beat down on Monday night football. Like it's the first prime time game that the Bengals have played. Like they actually wanted to be there and like forever. I, I, I can't remember the last time I watched a prime time Bengals game <laughs> where the defense actually showed up and actually wanted to play the offense. I had its struggles, obviously, because Burrow and everybody was hurt, but actually played with energy. I, I don't know what fueled I mean, obviously, I think everybody has a good guess of what fueled it. It was probably the juju thing. But still, like the defense just came out and said, you know what? We're going to smack you right in the mouth. You can't run the ball. We definitely know that. So we know you're not going to run it. Play action all you want. We're just going to sit back, do your little crossing routes underneath, and we're just going to go up and we're going to smack you right when you catch it. Um, And obviously, (laughs) as mentioned before, the juju thing probably did have a lot to do with it. So we have to talk about that. I mean, that was probably uh, going into the game. It was a big ordeal. I mean, he went on Instagram live saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it, guys. Well, you know what I mean? And then he put it on TikTok. Obviously, he had Chase Claypool. Um videoing him doing that and all that stuff. And then he finally came out today and said, for uh, what's the, what did Schefter say? For the betterment of myself and my teammates, I'm going to stop dancing on the logos. <laughs> so for the betterment of yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, no, it's just so you, you got the crap knocked out of you and you don't want that happen again. You don't want to get your head taken off anymore. Right. I mean, I get it. It's cool. It's cool to have like a little, pesty little wide receiver, you know what I mean? Just kind of poking the defense. But one of these days, it's going to come back to bite you, right? Like, And that's pretty much what happened on Monday night. But anyway, um, I think the biggest thing to come out of that Monday night game, and I think it's it's exciting to win finally, but and, and it's, it's more exciting to beat the Steelers, right? Because if you're from the Cincinnati area, obviously you hate Pittsburgh, right? You hate the Cardinals and you hate the Steelers. That's just how it is, right? Because they always beat up on the Cincinnati teams. So you always hate the Steelers and it felt so good to just destroy them. But it's probably the worst news that we could get. Now you're going to be like, okay, that makes no sense. Why would you say that? Well, because what happens here is we have this game. Perhaps this fuels the Bengals for, you know what I mean, this game coming up against the Texans, maybe, you know, the next game as well. And then say they end up playing on a, uh, a higher note for the next two games, okay? Then what? What does that mean? And you say, well, it's not that bad. Well, no, here's what it means. It means that Zach Taylor is coming back again 100% next year. He, he probably could have lost Monday night, he would have to lose pretty bad, and he probably would have got fired at the at the end of the year, right? But even if he just lost, maybe made it close, but they just kind of lost a close game on Monday night, he was definitely coming back, right? And now that they won, I, as a Bengals fan, knowing how Mike Brown is, he's 100% coming back. 
you're going to get stuck with Zach Taylor, Lou Anarumo. They're going to do their whole, like, oh, culture, culture, culture thing. And then they're going to ruin the locker room, which they pretty much already did with all their vets. You have, I mean, barely playing Gino. You got Carlos Dunlap all pissed off and everything. I mean, obviously, it could have been, obviously, there's two sides of every story, but still. The worst news that could have came out of a Bengals win is a Bengals win because that means Zach Taylor is probably going to come back. Obviously, it depends on Joe Burrow as well. If Joe Burrow is 100% bought into this Zach Taylor play calling offense, whatever, then that's a completely different story, I would say. But, I mean, how long are we going to be just keep – we're just going to keep – kicking the can down the road right you have to give up at some point and um overall i would say this is probably one of zach taylor's better coached games obviously there was a few hiccups on the first series and stuff like that with just dumb play like what are you doing but making those adjustments mid-game against the steelers i think because of the energy of the crowd and the energy of how just the defense was playing. The offensive line was just going to smash. You're going to try to run the ball. They were running the ball right at Hayward into it, like ridiculously well with Geo, which is crazy. But I think overall, like Zach Taylor, he had a very good game. Like this Titans game, obviously that was coached well through the whole game, the whole game. That was perfect. Right. But this game, the adjustments that he made was perfect. Right, he realized. Oh, I have Finley in here. All right, zone read because TJ Watts just teeing off on my tackles. So <laughs> we're gonna start. We got. We need to slow him down. Right. Okay. First off, we're not gonna run at TJ Watt anymore. Okay. So we're gonna try to run up the middle. That's where Trey Hopkins is. That's our best offensive lineman. We got Spain on in the, as a right guard. We're gonna follow those two. That's where we're gonna go. Right at Kayward. Right at to it. We're not gonna go at TJ Watt anymore. And then when we do try to go outside, we're gonna zone read everything. And Finley is just gonna take it because oh, they don't expect Finley to run it and guess what he ran all over the place <laughs> and i love those memes about him like he's like laying on the ground finley is and he's got that stupid smile on his face freaking great i love it <laughs> i saw a meme the other day it said ryan finley looks like andy dalton wait ryan finley looks like a guy playing andy dalton in a movie about aj green <laughs> like that's pretty good that's pretty good but no like it was a very very well coached game and they basically just destroyed the Steelers offense, which obviously the Steelers have been playing terrible football these past three or four weeks. So there's that, but they always play well, play well against the Bengals. The Bengals always get out coached. They always get outplayed and we just didn't. And we had half our O-line hurt. We had a backup quarterback, a backup running back. Tyler Boyd had a concussion. He's still in concussion protocol. So I don't know if he's going to come back or not. Um, this Sunday against the Texans. So, yes. <laughs> Good news when bad news, Zach Taylor, he's he's sticking around, boys. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to see that. But with Burrow coming back next year, I, we have to do something about this O-line. We 100% have to. I mean, look what the Browns did. The Browns went out and they got Jack Conklin, right? They drafted a left tackle. Like, now they have one of the highest rated offensive lines in the NFL. Like, the Bengals could easily do that. I mean, I get it. You know I mean? We had a bad draft with Cedric Abwehi and Fisher, and obviously Clint Bowling got hurt, and then we never really pay a guard, so you didn't want to pay Zeitler, and Whitworth's gone, and then nothing really worked out. I, I get that. I get that. But we knew we, we knew we needed an O-line going into this year, and 
we just straight put all our money on the defense, which is fine because what is the besides an offensive line? <laughs> what is a quarterback's best friend? Well, it's a not, it's a good defense, right? But if you put all that money in your defense and then they're all hurt or they're all not playing well, they're all, you're getting out coached. Your secondary can't keep up with your linebackers, can't keep up with your D line. It, it, it's it's irrelevant, right? So, um, I mean, going forward next year, potentially the Bengals do have they they have a chance to be really good if they just get that O line fixed. They get everybody back that was hurt on their defense. I mean, I mean, really, you could potentially say that the Pittsburgh Steelers will have the worst team in the division next year because they have the worst quarterback this year, which is true. I'm not afraid to say it. The way Big Ben is playing right now, he is the worst in the division, 100%. Jackson, Mayfield, Burrow, and then Big Ben. And that's with Burrow being hurt. And really, you can make the case that Burrow will be better than Mayfield. He's he's all, he's all around. He's better. Obviously, I get it. They're both Heisman winners, yada, yada, yada. Burrow is a better passer. He's a better leader. He's better in the pocket. Over overall, he he is the better quarterback. And like if the Bengals can get the defense and the offense offensive line turned around, then they have a chance to be dangerous in this division. And all of a sudden it turns into one of the hardest divisions and then a team that is 11 and what? 2 right now, 11 and 3, sorry, 10 and 3 whatever they are. This year could be the worst team next year. That's crazy to think about. Because th- think about the turnaround that the Ravens just had. Right? Everybody predicted, oh, they're going like, what, 14-2 and two this year, 15-1? and one. Nobody's going to stop Lamar. And all of a sudden, they're a five-loss team. They're out of the playoffs. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think how quickly things can turn. Look at the Browns. Look at the Browns. Everybody had them hyped up last year. They sucked. But then all of a sudden, they came back. And they had a little bit of a chance. Um, and now look at them. Look at them. They're, 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 they could win a play. They could potentially win a playoff game. If they get matched up with the Titans or team like that, with the, doesn't really have a pass rush, they will 100%, 100% win. Um, I forget where I was going with this. I just started rattling about AFC North teams. But, you know, but the going back to Cleveland, they had Kevin Stefanski come in from Minnesota and just tailor this thing all about Baker Mayfield. It was beautiful. It was perfect. He just sits back. They don't ask him to do too much. You have two basically starting running backs. You have the best offensive line. You don't have to worry about your diva wide receiver anymore and keeping him happy. So what you do, you play boring smash mouth football, right? Your defense is not great. You have a little bit of a pass rush. You're, you have a good cornerback. Your safety, your safety's all right. So you have a decent back end. Linebackers, man. You have a little bit of a pass rush. But you have the most turnovers. You, you can get turnovers. You don't have to worry about anything. So, I mean, you, you don't have to ask your offense to do a whole lot. And that's the problem with the Bengals. When your defense doesn't do anything, you have to ask Burrow to do everything. You have to, or sorry, you have to ask your offense to do everything. And you have no offensive line, so you have to ask your quarterback to do everything. And that's the problem with this. I, I get it. I get what the Bengals were trying to do. 100%. 100%. You were hoping that Billy Price would play well. You are hoping that Michael Jordan would play well. You picked up, uh, uh, what's his face, Xavier Sula Fula. I don't even know how to say his stupid name. <laughs> but you, you, you had that. 
And you were hoping that your defense could play well enough. You were hoping that your offensive line would play well enough so that your quarterback wouldn't have to take on all that load. And then none of that happened. Everybody basically got hurt, and everything was on Burrow's shoulders. The only reason that we were in, in any game this year was because of Burrow. And that's with the exception of this Monday night game that just happened. 100%. And I don't know where that energy came from that they were playing with, but they need to play with it way more because the AFC North is going to get very, very interesting next year. All right, enough of this AFC North Bengals um, junk. You guys want to hear a little bit of playoff picture stuff, so let's just jump right into it. So as of right now, all right, because this year you got the COVID year, so you got that seven team. I think what they'll do is honestly, if this works out well with these seven teams, I've, I have a feeling that we're going to keep on doing these seven each year, each year. So, um, I mean, I like it. You know what I mean? It just makes it more interesting. Nobody in America is going to get mad that there's more football on TV. 100%. So right now in the AFC, we'll do AFC first because we we're just talking about the AFC North. Um, you have Chiefs 1, Bills 2, Steelers 3, Titans 4, Browns 5, Colts 6, Dolphins 7. So And you have the Ravens just kind of sitting on the outside. They're tied with Miami at 9-5. and five. So Miami has to win out. So these next games are huge for Miami. And obviously Baltimore too, but Miami. The thing is with Baltimore, you expect them to be right in it at the end of the year. And Miami, you don't. So you don't know if you can trust it yet or not. But but Brian Flores, man, he's what he is coaching that team. And Tua Tua doesn't turn the ball over. That's what's crazy. I love that. Obviously, you're not going to get those big explosive plays yet, um, because that's just not what he does, right? He's not going to turn the ball over. And he's going to just kind of dink and dunk, not dink and dunk you, but he's going to do those short to eat or intermediate throws. He's going to hit those for you. He's going to be super accurate. And he's got a little bit of mobility to him. Obviously, he thinks he's faster than what he is because every time he's gotten hurt, it's always because somebody's been catching him. <laughs> but um, he's still growing. He's still a rookie. So next year, I think the Dolphins, I mean, this could be potentially the next Patriots dynasty, the Dolphins. So right now, the matchups for the AFC, you have Dolphins-Bills, you have Colts-Steelers, and you have Browns-Titans. Um, and, and with the Chiefs, obviously, they're one, so they get the first round by. So really, Dolphins-Bills, that's going to be a great game. I think Bills barely pull it out because I don't really know if I trust Josh Allen or not. Obviously, right now, they are the second-best team in the NFL, 100% without a doubt. Obviously, I have to give it to the Chiefs, but the Chiefs kind of play, you know, it's kind of they come down, they kind of dance around. and meh, you know, It's kind of, it's like when you're watching Steph Curry, he comes down, he's got his mouth guard hanging out of his mouth. And oh, yeah, I'm just going to shoot this up here, you know, I'm going to bust it from way back, you know what I mean, uh, from half court and see what happens. That's what the Chiefs are. They know they're good. They know they can come back. They know they're all around a well run team organization at that um so they they're they're just too lackadaisical for me just a little bit bills they have to play with a little bit of spunk in them they still got something to prove you know what i mean um it's it's that like early 90s hangover still that they're still chip on their shoulder nobody wants to play up north when it's cold and you know what i mean but i so obviously i i like that more and i wish the chiefs would play with some more aggression like that but i don't know if i can trust josh allen just yet i, I just don't see it obviously he's having an MP, mvp year but there's still sometimes he's he was i mean he is what he is that's how he was in college right just a big tall huge arm mobile um, and, and they're and they're letting him do his thing there, and it's working out. They got they finally got him a deep threat and uh, digs, 
and it's working out and the defense is just crazy up there and uh, obviously um i think they're going to win but it's going to be a tough matchup just because of the coaching it, it, it depends on can brian flores out coach josh allen that's what it comes down to right i th- i think tua and they they can they can take on the bills defense and they'll be all right um, not nothing too crazy. They're not going to be marching down the field every time, but I think it's definitely going to be a defensive battle, and that's going to be um, a great, great game. Colts Steelers is going to be the next one up, and right now the Colts are playing way better. The Colts are playing 100 times better than the Steelers. The Steelers they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball, and the wide receivers drop. You 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 can't win. You can't. You don't have an offense if you can't run the ball. And your receivers drop everything that you throw to them. <laughs> and one of the worst defenses in the league just destroyed you, just put you, just hit you in the mouth on Monday night. So I think the, uh, the Colts, great. I mean, you got to love Frank Wright, right? And uh, the, the defensive line, the, the, the Buckner trade, it sounded stupid when it happened, but now oh, it's, just, it's coming together. You got Darius Leonard. Um, you got a young back end, but man, that Kenny Moore kid, he can get some takeaways. Oh, yeah, Big Ben, he's going to be in for a fight if they have to play the Colts. Next up is Browns-Titans, and the Browns will 100% be the Titans, like we said earlier. If they, if they play somebody who does not have a pass rush, which the Titans don't. I mean, we remember what happened when the Bengals played the Titans. Burrow had all day with—that was—you <laughs> had three starting offensive linemen who all had covid or, or two of them were on COVID protocol and one of them got sick that morning. So F- Frank Pollard had to put together this like mismatch offensive line and they tore it up. They tore it up with a rookie Akeem Adeniji in there just looking beast mode against the Titans. You're like, oh man, Titans are good. And well, no, they have no pass rush. I'm sorry. They they're, they have all right linebackers. They have old cornerbacks and they have no pass rush. Sorry. Browns win this game easily easily because they're going to run the ball right down their throat. If the Titans can control the ball a little bit with Derrick Henry, I think they'll be all right. But they just played, what, two weeks ago? The Browns controlled the whole first half, destroyed them. Titans finally got, came back, and Tannehill had to kind of put the game on his shoulders a little bit, but they still lost. So it's going to be interesting to see. NFC, we'll do this, and then we're done. We're getting we're running out of time here. Sorry, I'm trying to go as fast as I can. Uh, right now, yeah, Packers 1, Saints 2, Seahawks 3, Washington 4 at 6-8. and eight. Then you have the um, Rams, Bucks, and Cardinals. Obviously, right now, how it stands, you have Washington in the division lead at 6-8. <laughs> and eight. But that could easily change. I mean, because I believe the Eagles and the Cowboys are both still in it. And, or no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. The Giants and the Cowboys are both still in it. And I would love to see the Giants in there. I'm sorry. I think the Giants are a decent team. I think they'll be all right next year. I mean, this, the the whole thing is kind of working out. The defense, right? Like what, whatever they put together this off season, I don't know what it was, but it just, (laughs) it just works. Like, how do you just get all these like random, like second tier free agents and they just all work together very well coached uh uh team um defensive coordinator he will be on the head coaching block after this year 100 i'm guaranteeing right now giants defensive coordinator 100 because they are a a well coached defensive team 100 and like you have your daniel jones problems you have your offensive problems right i mean you have jason carrot calling the plays which he's a, he's a great offensive mind 
obviously he doesn't get enough credit for what he is um but they are they are a decent team they are an all right team and to do what they do with colt mccoy still um obviously they just totally got blown out the other day but by the browns but that's neither here nor there i think they're all right and for you gotta remember they're playing afc teams too and they didn't look that great nfc is much much weaker afc is built for the next i mean they're just stacked for the next five ten years like they are beastly teams NFC is just kind of old. I mean, that's where your old quarterbacks are. I mean, listen, listen to these quarterbacks, right? So Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers, Saints, Drew Brees, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, uh, Washington, Alex Smith, which, I mean, obviously Dwayne Haskins just played, but Alex Smith will be the quarterback, right? You have Buccaneers at Tom Brady. So out of, <laughs> out of seven teams, five are old, right? And then you have, obviously, Kyler Murray and Jared Goff for the Rams and Cardinals. So... There's really all the up and coming great quarterbacks are going to be in the AFC. All your defense is in the AFC, and NFC is just kind of it's just, it's just it's just going to go downhill. Um, anyway, let's just break down the NFC real quick before I keep rambling on even more. You have Cardinals playing the Saints, you have Buccaneers playing Seahawks, and you have Rams playing Washington. So Cardinals. I think they lose to the Saints only because the Saints' defense is actually good. You had Drew Brees, who looked not like himself. You can tell he was coming off an injury last week against the Buccaneers. Um, I'm sorry, the Chiefs. Um, but it's going to be—see, how, how am I going to put this? Coming off of an injury, he needs a couple weeks just because he's older now. Um, and I think that he'll start heating up right at the right time. I mean, it happened last year. It's going to – every year this is going to happen. He's going to get hurt for five weeks in the middle of the season. He's going to come back for the playoffs, and he's going to look fresh and ready. That's what's going to happen. This year you have Michael Thomas as who's out until the playoffs. So you're going to have potentially Michael Thomas and Drew Brees uh, playing against uh, the Cardinals here at home. And I, I, I get it. Kyler Murray is fun to watch. I mean, he's a short little guy, just runs around. He's got D-Hop out there now. Their offensive line is eh, whatever. Run game, eh, whatever. Um, but they're a decent enough team. And I think they will sneak in. I think, I think they will. I'm not sorry, not sneak in, but they, they're seventh right now. I think they will be the seventh seed. And I think they will lose probably by a seven or 10 to the saints. It depends on what saints team shows up because the saints, they're kind of one of those teams that you never know. You just never know. Uh, especially for those of you who have drew Brees on your fantasy team, you know what I'm talking about. So don't act like you don't know, but I think saints win that one easily bucks Seahawks right now. I think that's a good matchup because speaking of, you don't know what, what's going to happen. The Buccaneers, they're the team, but you just have no idea. You have all these good players. They're all meshed together. And then you just don't know they, their, their back ends decent and young, but yet sometimes they get burnt. I mean, they blitz a lot. You still, you, I mean, you got fast linebackers, you got fast safeties and good corners. And yet you still get burnt every now and then do it. Yeah. You get a little bit too fancy. You have a pass rush. That's great, but you kind of don't, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get it. You have JPP, you have Vita Vea, so you have a pass rush, but then you just get burnt sometimes, or people start to figure out. It, it, they need to figure it out. They need to figure it out soon. I get everybody says, oh, they'll be all right, they'll be all right. I think they keep on saying that to themselves. We'll be all right, we'll be all right. It'll come together. And so far, it's not. they're, having to, they're fighting for everything they have. They were down 17 nothing to the Falcons. And obviously they came back and won, but you can't, you cannot just go down 17, nothing to the Falcons 
who just got destroyed <laughs> a couple weeks back, right? So you 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 cannot do that. Um, so that's going to be interesting, but I think the Seahawks end up winning. That defense is coming around. Carlos Dunlap, who left the Bengals, right? We mentioned that earlier, kind of got into it with the coaches, cried his way out of here. He has four and a half sacks now since joining the Seahawks. And Seahawks, guess what? <gasps> they have a defense now. Oh, my goodness. They have actually have a defense. It doesn't. I don't think it matches up well at all with the Buccaneers because I think the Buccaneers, when Rojo's back, they do. he can run. And then, obviously, you have three great wide receivers and that secondary for the Seahawks, eh, it's 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 not it's not the way it should be. But guess what? Jabal Adams, he's in the playoffs, so whatever. Good for him, Mister Strong Safety, crying his way out of uh, the Jets and becoming, you know, what I mean, a Seahawk. But um, he's he is the bright spot of their secondary. But other than that, I think the Buccaneers will end up winning that game. Um. Now that I think about it, now I'm like talking myself through it. I think the Buccaneers will win that game. If it comes down to a shootout, you never bet against Tom Brady. I love Russell Wilson, but uh, that offensive line is worse than Tom Brady's offensive line. And I think that the Buccaneers defense, if it plays well, if it does get a pass rush at all, I think that their pass rush is better than the Seahawks. So therefore, who wins in the defensive lines? Buccaneers. Who wins in the offensive line? Buccaneers. So Tom Brady all the way will win that game. Last but not least, Rams Washington. That's the most anticlimactic four and five game. Like that is a four and five game, right? Because you're not getting like a crazy like seven seed that's like fun to watch. You're not getting a high seed that's high powered. It's just two teams. Like obviously, okay, Rams have the best secondary, 100%. And you have Washington. It's just they have a good D line. You have Alex Smith, who's just going to game manage everything back there. And then you also have on the other side, okay, the Rams have a great defense. They have a great secondary, but you have Jared Goff. And he just he gets in these little spurts of just turn turnover, so you don't know what you're going to get. And then they can run the ball one week and just they can't the other week. I, I It doesn't make any sense to me. So this is a terrible game. I would say, actually, even though Rams will probably be heavily favored in this, probably at least by seven, at least against Washington here, um, and it's Washington at home. I think Washington does put up a fight. I think that if they can get Jared Goff just a little bit agitated because seeing him flustered, he he, he just doesn't know what, what to do, and I think he just gets scared half the time. I don't know. You, I think they will get Whitworth back, so Whitworth will be back on their offensive line. Um, but I, I think you can kind of see Sean McVay getting a little bit annoyed at Jared Goff's like turnovers. I get it. He's still young, but at some point they're paying you money, man. You got to, you got to turn that around. You're the leader of the team. You can't keep on doing that. Um, so I will take the Rams in that, but I think it'll be a close one. I think Rams by like three or four low scoring game. All right, guys, thank you for listening to me ramble there. That was the first ever episode podcast, whatever you want to call it of three tool players. Remember to like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check us out on YouTube. Like I said earlier, Brandon put a video on there. He was reviewing a baseball glove. We're going to have more stuff coming for you guys. Um, so thank you again for all the support. Like, subscribe. I'll talk to you later. I am Dustin Fugate. Have a good day, guys. See ya.